the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the jack of all trades and the master of none. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I'm in a trauma recovery certification program, and I am struggling with it. Not with the content. That's all. It it seems to be very repetitive for me. It's actually um, not very engaging intellectually for me. So I guess that is also a struggle. But I'm having a difficult time with the group of people that I have been placed with inside of this trauma recovery program. And the reason for that is because I I believe now I know that this program is not as advanced. Maybe I should have looked for something that's a little bit more advanced. And I'm saying that because these individuals, and it's not to knock them, right? I've been there too. They haven't even started yet, right? They're still like... I can't even see them when I, I turn to look behind myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I find myself muting my mic and then just sitting back and looking at myself in the camera, watching them a, a great deal of the time. And a recent conversation that they were having and the moderator was in agreement with this was how they believe that they they are primed to become coaches, to serve everybody that contacts them. And another way of wording that is if somebody wants to pay the money, they're going to coach them. Mm -hmm. And we've been through this before, right? If you try to serve everybody, essentially you are serving nobody. And it becomes very difficult when you are at the onset of something like this. And a lot of people have a hard time narrowing down their focus when it comes to who it is that they want to serve, regardless of what type of business they provide, because they're only looking at that dollar sign. And when I hear people having this discussion, I know that they're very naive in their, their business outlook when it comes to things, because that's a they're saying that I want the money without saying that I want the money, right? By saying that they can market their, their services to everybody, it's impossible, right? And I mean, you can, but you're going to be providing shit poor service by trying to do what you do to serve the masses. It's not like you're selling a commodity that everybody needs, right? Like Ziploc bags. Everybody has a box of Ziploc baggies in their house. We're talking about something that is much higher profile. And then these individuals in particular, they're working as trauma recovery coaches. And it makes me think about what a waste of time it is and all of the other things that are wasted in the midst when we try to do everything all at once. And I'll pick on my dad because This is the perfect example. He's a contractor and he's done a lot of work on our house. I mean, we had him add 1,500 square feet onto our house, but he's also done a lot of other things. And the thing with my dad is despite having a crew, despite having every subcontractor he needs, every piece of equipment that he needs, all of the resources that he needs, he still looks at that dollar sign. And why why wouldn't you? I get that. But the problem is that when you are the customer, he is racking up job after job after job after job, and he will try to show face and just kind of like barely take the tip of his finger and then touch this job and touch this job and this one over here. 
And he'll do a little bit at a time every week for every job as he keeps taking on more jobs week by week by week. And something that could have been done literally in like four hours ends up taking four weeks. And this has been a habitual problem of his. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what you say. You know, the, the man is almost 73 years old. Like there's nothing I can do to say. I can't say anything to him that would allow him to see things the way that I do. And this is something that his, his staff struggles with a lot, especially my kid brother that works for him. Whereas if he were to have 20 jobs on the line and then he were to prioritize the ones that don't take as much time and then knock those ones out, right? That's how you get a lot of cash flow. And then focus on the ones that are bigger and more time consuming. I can understand alternating between like building two new houses, let's say. Mm-hmm. Go to this job one day, this job another day, like so forth. But that's not how he does it. And it's very indicative of how little we get done when we try to be everything to everyone and everywhere all of the time. Yeah, and it's a, we spread ourselves thin so much. And, and you know, we're allowing that dollar sign to rule our lives in so many levels. And, and I, and we've seen this for, with coaches and, and we made this mistake when we first got into the coaching realm is start, you know, marketing towards everybody, start putting yourself out there because any client is a good client, but that's not the case because there's going to be so many people you just can't work with. And it's, doesn't mean that they're they're not willing to work with you. It just means that you don't have that connection to be able to effectively make a difference with them. And it's like if someone came to me to be coached and they weren't receiving the full the full like goals that they would want to receive from me, and I'm like, you know, Ashley would be better at at coaching this person. Like, I would refer that person to Ashley. And, and that's just an example. It's just, I think, as coaches, as any profession, we start limiting ourselves because we want to be the jack of all trades. And we're not able just to sit back and focus on one thing. And it's funny that you said that because that was one of the questions is, what do you say when somebody says that they're uncoachable? And the the people who don't have experience, their idea of the word of somebody being uncoachable, every answer that they had to give was something along the lines of like needing to persuade them. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I thought of is like, number one, I, I don't want to work with that person. And the reason I wouldn't want to work with that person is because somebody needs to be ready in order to make the types of changes that we we are able to do when we work together. And the next is that there should be no type of persuading. The reason you would want to persuade somebody like, no, let me be your coach. Let me coach you. You can do it because of this and da, 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 is because you want that dollar, mm-hmm. right? I can guarantee you that person who is uncoachable, who says that they're uncoachable, they're going to be the person that you're sitting next to or you're sitting in front of a computer screen and you're dreading the entire time. You are hating life having to coach that individual. It sucks the life out of you every time. That's why, and not to bash police wives, but it's the very reason why I didn't want to work with police wives. Mm -hmm. They drain the living hell out of me, right? We don't align with one another for the most part. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with police wives. I just so happen to be one of them. Mm-hmm. However, my my harder edge and my personality doesn't mesh with a lot of like the the whiny rhetoric and 
poor me because of what my husband does for work kind of thing. So it's important for us to understand the difference between the two. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're, you're going to have those conflicts and it's, it's instead of letting the, that dollar sign rule what you do or make that decision for you, like you got into whatever profession it is because you had a passion for it, because you enjoy doing what you're doing. It's just like law enforcement. I, you know, going out on the streets, like if I, if I'm out on patrol, I'm not going to go out and say I'm the tactical expert of our department because I am by far not, but I know the people who are, and I'm going to trust in them to allow them to make those decisions. But just because I want to boost my own self, I'm not going to say, Nope, it's my way and not your way. Yeah, ego, you, you just hit the, the nail on the head there, is a big reason why people have a hard time of, of handing somebody else off, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in reference to this. Or, Clint, I'll pick on you for a second. When it comes to all of the things that you should be able to do, and not just you, but I'm just saying us, we should be able to do, there are many things that make more sense to hand off to somebody else. And we can use housework and tasks around the, the house as an example. And there have been many times where there's something that needs to be built or needs to get fixed. And I know that it makes more sense to have my dad or one of the workers come over to help us and to pay them to do it versus having you do it because their expertise means that they're going to get it done in a fraction of the amount of time. And not only that, they're not going to have the same upset and angst that somebody who is unskilled and unprofessional in that particular area would have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's, once again, like you said, it's that ego. We all let our egos get into place and it's recognizing it and being able to adapt to it. Yeah. And another thing is it's not always that way. I remember paying people for professional services to build or create and, you know, make things for me or to help me with certain things. And after doing this for so long, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I paid money to do that. And I can't believe how much better I'm doing this than how it was when I paid somebody to do it. So it doesn't always mean that it's going to be that way forever, right? Mm-hmm. You you learn and you you develop skills and um, sometimes you, you do it accidentally. I know a lot of myself, that's that's what's happened. Like I never anticipated ever getting into graphic design and now I feel like I'm really, really good at it. There's nothing... There's nothing on the online, there's nothing technical that I can't do or can't figure out how to do. And I used to be so intimidated by it, right? Like, let's say building out a website. I built out a new website in like one day, right? The entire thing in one day. And something like that took, God, like the first website mm-hmm. we ever built, it took months yeah. for us to do it, right? And of course, like technology has adapted and changed, but if it, I had done it for the very first time now, it would still take a very long time compared to just the the little things that you pick up along the way. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.